Welcome to this podcast that is all about funding. From grants to crowdfunding, I will be answering questions and providing tips and advice on how to best move forward in securing grants and funding for your nonprofit, research, or business. My name is Holly Rustic, and I'm creator of WeGo Consulting and Amazon best-selling author for wish-granted tips, tools, and templates to write a winning grant. Want to get more grant writing and funding resources, books, and online courses? Visit www.grantwritingandfunding.com or wegogrants.com. Check out our free templates. Or if you have any grant writing or funding questions, you can always send me an email at hollywego at gmail.com. That's H-O-L-L-Y-W-E-G-O at gmail.com. I'm excited to hear from you and to try my best to answer any questions so that you can increase your funding and impact your community and the world at large. So let's get started because money can be groovy. Hi, Changemakers. All right, I have a special announcement before I go into today's episode, and that is about a beta group I have open right now. And it will be closing soon, so today is September 5th, and we'll be starting September 24th, 2018. So it is a 90-day program, so it'll go until the beginning of December. And what it is is a 90-day nonprofit improvement program. Now, what does that mean? Basically, what we're going to be doing is going through strategic planning week by week so you are ready to have your best year ever starting in 2019. You don't want to wait until the first week of January to start your planning for 2019. Now is the time to do it and now is the time to strategically get ahead. So we'll be going over you know looking at your mission and vision again doing a SWOT analysis and having these weekly video episodes um, as well as downloadables and also monthly call-ins. So that's gonna be really great. So we're really gonna be able to just um, really get into this and I'm only taking 10 nonprofits. So if you wanna get in on this, please do contact me at hollywego at gmail.com or you can check out uh, the link on this episode. So this is episode 041 on grantwritingandfunding.com. You can definitely check it out there. So if you're interested in having accountability on a week-by-week basis, getting plenty of information and downloadables, and really being able to get your nonprofit focused and ready for the new year, get all your projects outlined, get your calendar set up, so you are ready to get out of that virtual just cycle of putting out fires every day in you know survival mode to go into thriving. So please do contact me. Um, once again, hollywego at gmail.com or check out the website. All right, guys, so that is that announcement. So today, today is one of those full transparency, like, oops, I messed up. And <laughs> now I gotta come out and, you know, talk about it because I really want my ultimate goal with all of this is to really help nonprofits thrive, to help freelance grant writers to become better so they can serve their clients better, their nonprofit clients, you know, to really help people who want and are willing and out there making a change in the world, a positive change. And that's why I'm always like, change makers, because everyone listening to this podcast is a change maker. And you guys are doing amazing things in the world. I love hearing about it through your emails. I'm just getting lots and lots of emails lately, and I'm just loving the interaction and hearing about what your nonprofit does. Or if you're a grant writer and you know hearing about the clients that you work with, all the different nonprofits, 
and the challenges that you face. So I just think you guys are doing amazing things out there in the world. And yeah, so anyways, so our ultimate, you know, service here at WeGo Consulting and myself, Holly, here, um, you know, is really to help you guys with the best services and resources available. So you can, you know, have one less thing to worry about, get another question answered, and to really do the best job possible. So a full disclaimer is that I made a mistake on the original top 10 tips to position your nonprofit for funding toolkit. Now, I just had that out recently, so it hasn't been out there too long for to make a mistake, but many of you have downloaded that. So I wanted to have full transparency to make sure you know if you downloaded the toolkit before September 3rd, 2018, there was a little mistake on there, but that little tiny line may cause a lot of confusion. So I need to come out and say that was wrong and to also give you the right information. But along with that, I have a special shout out for the awesome lady who asked me actually more information about that specific form and she brought it to my attention and I was like, oh, that's actually wrong right there. Thank you so much. <laughs> Anyways, thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. I'm so glad that you did highlight that so I could see it and that I can get this information, the right information out there. But of course, another full disclaimer is that I am not an accountant, I'm not a CPA, and I am not a lawyer. So do seek ultimate professional advice on tax-related items. And you know, that funding toolkit, if you downloaded it, I'm not specifically talking necessarily about tax-related uh, information, although I did drop that in there, that's where it got all confusing. I look more at this type of things with your grants, not necessarily with your taxes. I'm going to go into that a little bit today, but once again, always get advice um, from your tax or your your lawyers or you know your accountants on these types of things. But I just have the information that I've been able to get throughout the years and through the IRS and all those kind of fun things. But I am not a lawyer. Okay, I do have experience working with heaps of nonprofits and at different nonprofits, as well as more than a decade of grant writing experience and years of managing grants. But ah. I did make a mistake. All right. So there was one sentence in the toolkit that was wrong by referring to volunteers and but now it is completely up to date. So you can re-download the to the toolkit by checking out the podcast episode 041 on the website grantwritingandfunding.com or if you have not downloaded it yet, please do so. It's totally free. You'll become a part of the grant writing and funding membership and get weekly updates on these podcast releases and other really cool things like grant opportunities and uh, featuring nonprofits, just really cool stuff. Um, but you also get the toolkit, which is now updated. So what did I screw up? Well, um, what I had in the file is wrong concerning volunteers being able to get tax deductions based on their hours contributed to nonprofits. Volunteers cannot be given a tax deduction based on their hours, but they can be given a tax deduction on a number of other items, such as travel expenses, uniforms, uh, supplies that they've donated, etc. As long as a nonprofit is a registered IRS tax-exempt 501c3 charitable organization. Well, and a few other things that we're going to outline in this episode. It does become a little sticky and hairy, and that is why you do need a lawyer as well, okay? But, however, all the rest of the, the document was correct, and now the entire document is fully correct. Your nonprofit should still keep a log of the hours that d volunteers donate, right? As you can use this as a value for matching grants when they allow you to use an in-kind soft match, right? And it can also go into the overall operating budget of your organization. The feds will not give these individuals a tax break for their time per se, but they will allow the value of volunteer hours to be considered as a non-federal in-kind match 
which the document the hours must be documented and shown a value all right now they're not always going to allow this you have to make sure the grant application says in kind non-federal matching is allowed sometimes they will say cash match and that's a different thing then that won't be considered but most i'm not going to say most but much of the time federal grants if they say non-federal they do also include the the verbiage of in-kind or soft match and that means yes you can use volunteer hours towards that match now once again the volunteers can't use that time as a tax deduction but you can use it as an in-kind non-federal match which is huge and that's really i mean the main thing that i do focus on and that's what i've always known to it's amazing so, so anyways here we go so your nonprofit should also insert these volunteer hours into your budget to show the real cost although still keep it separate in its own category as you are not paying fringe benefits or have real expenses balanced right but you kind of want to have at least another spreadsheet to show okay these are also the hours that were contributed by our volunteers and it shows a value once again, they're not tax deductible, but it'll show you the overall cost of your program. So if you did not have those volunteers, you know, would you have to be paying people to do that job? Once again, you know, talk to your, your bookkeeper, your accountant about how to do that, how your organization will keep track of that. Um, but it is something you should keep track of, um, especially when you have grants, because they're going to want to see those types. They're going to want to see that documentation. Furthermore, it still stands that tracking volunteer hours and contributions is great to publish on your website and on your social, right? This really accounts for the community involvement with your nonprofit because you're actually showing, you know, there's there's uh, actual cost associated with it or numbers of hours, you know, that sort of thing. And you're really showing community buy-in. So that's really, really cool. And you can still give letters to volunteers to showcase their contribution to your nonprofit as it does build morale. They just have to know it can't be used as a tax deduction, but they can definitely um, see, wow, you know, I'm really giving and this uh, organization, this nonprofit really appreciates my time. So tracking time, even though the individual cannot use it for their tax deductions, it should be done. If your nonprofit gets a grant for $100,000 say, and 20% is in-kind match is required, that might be a roughly, it's a little bit funky how they do the, the, the matching part. It's not exactly 20,000, a little bit different than that, but it's just in the, in the sake of this explanation, let's say 20,000 value. Then the time that volunteers contribute to your nonprofit for that grant can be used as a value. It is that awesome and important. Of course, you need to make sure you use logs or a system to track this time so that you can include it as a value. For example, if a volunteer's time is valued at $20 per hour and they contribute 100 hours to working at your nonprofit, then that is a $2,000 that can go towards that $20,000. And what if you had 10 volunteers at the same value and time commitment? Then there's your in-kind match. How cool is that? I've definitely included some sample templates to track time in the toolkit. So if you have not downloaded it, you can go ahead and get that. But before you submit a grant, you should have a letter signed by the volunteer that clearly articulates the number of hours and the value of those hours that are committed to the grant project. This is great for two reasons. One, many individuals may get asked to volunteer for projects and give a verbal, okay, sure, as they're not, you know, there's not a 100% chance that the grant will be funded. However, once the grant is funded, they may forget that they verbally committed or that they committed so much time. Like, oh, you know, it wasn't 100 hours. I thought it was like 
20 hours. This actually happens, right? So a signed commitment, on the other hand, is a really good sign of commitment that is solid, and both parties will understand the expectations. So I love this. Number two, another reason is that reviewers, grant reviewers, right? They like to see signed proof in a grant application. If they don't see a signed letter of commitment from the volunteer, then they may not take your in-kind seriously or think that you can realistically achieve the volunteer contribution time. I've seen grant, some grant reviewers just kind of toss it out even saying, well, you know, that's kind of a theory if they don't actually have a signed letter. And I totally get why. And that goes back to a lot of these grant reviewers understand how that works. Like if it's a uh, verbal commitment, it might not be seen through. So going back to tax deductions, and once again, I'm not a lawyer, but what can then be deducted on taxes for volunteers? So I've talked about how time can be contributed, not in any way in taxes whatsoever, but towards a grant. But what about tax deductions? So here are some things that you can look into for uh, volunteers being able to actually get tax deductions. So travel would be one of those, right? So travel expenses from away from home and performing services for a tax exempt nonprofit. These could include something like out of pocket round trip travel costs, taxi fares and other transportation costs, plus meals and lodging. But there are a couple of red flags here. If a primary portion of your trip was for pleasure and only a tiny fraction was for the charity, then it becomes pretty sticky. For instance, if you are taking a month holiday and spending one day at a conference, then you're not gonna be able to write off all your travel expenses. You could write off the cost of the conference for that one day, but not your round trip all the way there. You know, if you actually took a month holiday, say if you're living in LA and you went to New York for a month and you're having fun and you're doing all this stuff, but you just happen to go to a conference for one of the days out of that month, you're not going to be able to write up all those costs, right? The other red flag is that if the conference isn't a conference after all, but you are lobbying for your nonprofit. Unfortunately, lobbying for your nonprofit is not acceptable for tax deductions either. Okay, the next thing, gas and mileage. So staying on the same wavelength as traveling, a volunteer can also deduct the cost of gas and oil when using their car for nonprofit related activities. Say even if it's in the round, you know, run town um, to different events or different, they're volunteering for different work at the nonprofit. Volunteers though have to use a standard tax deduction of 14 cents per mile driven in service for charitable organizations. So if you submit receipts for out of pocket travel costs, and this is a standard. So a lot of times when you're submitting for a grant, I just want to say it fluctuates. I think right now it's about 0.538 or 53 cents per mile, something around there, 57 cents. It fluctuates um, based on the year. You know, that can you can actually ask for grant money for travel, and that's gas and mileage at that rate, at that federal standard rate. But that's not the same as volunteer. So don't use that same rate. You have to use the volunteer rate and that's only 14 cents per mile, okay? Now, the other thing is if you submit receipts for out-of-pocket travel costs and then get reimbursed from the nonprofit, so you're like, okay, you know, 50 bucks, that's how much I spent and, you know, and you're tracking all this, of course, right? Um, in my gas and mileage, um, and then you get the $50 back from the nonprofit, then you can't actually submit for a tax deduction at the end of the year, right? You can't claim that because you already got your money back. That would be double dipping. That would be like getting 
paid twice for the same thing. So you are not able to do that. All right, but if you paid it out of pocket and you never got reimbursed, you can claim that as long as you've had it logged and a few other things which we will get to. Meals. Now, this is a little bit different than travel. This is like saying, okay, you have a really high profile donor and you're gonna take them out for a meal, you know, wine and dining kind of thing to try to, you know, get them on board to give to your nonprofit. So the cost of whining and dining possible high-end donors is accepted. But once again, there is a red flag. Your own meal is not tax deductible. Boo, right? This is the same in many ways for when you have your own business. Pay attention, freelance grant writers, that you cannot get tax deduction for your own meals. I know it's not fair at all. You are probably using the good old argument that you wouldn't even go out to that fancy restaurant or maybe even to the local diner, right? If it wasn't for the donor or possible client that you were taking out. But that's the rule. You can't, you can, you're allowed to, you know, get reimbursed for the meal that you paid for for them, but not for your own. Uniforms. Now you are able to write off uniforms or clothing needed to be worn for doing any work with that nonprofit. But this has to be certain types of uniforms that can't be used for everyday use. Okay, so if you're wearing it, just a regular t-shirt that has a logo on it, you can't really write that off because you could wear that on Saturday or on Monday or any other day that you aren't at that nonprofit. Next, donated supplies or goods. Have you ever donated a couch, say, to a nonprofit thrift store? Then make sure you know the value of the good or supply and get a receipt. Or maybe you are teaching an art class at a nonprofit that serves youth and are bringing in supplies for the youth art class and you know letting them use it all, all your acrylic paints, right? This could be a tax deductible purchase, but keep your receipts. Okay, other out-of-pocket expenses. Volunteers may deduct other expenses they incurred during their volunteer work. For example, board members might deduct unreimbursed phone and unreimbursed phone, postage, copying charges associated with preparing for meetings, all of those types of expenses. All right, so now let's look at elig eligibilities because it's really important to know, well, here are some ideas or things that may be able to be deducted, but what is actually eligible or how, what is a framework for that? So in order for volunteers to really take advantage of tax exemptions, the following apply. One, the nonprofit organization must be a qualified IRS recognized charity. So if it is a 501c3 IRS tax exempt nonprofit, then you're good. Volunteers too. Volunteers must itemize their deductions on their tax return. So if they're filing a 1040 easy form, they're not able to get tax deductions. They must itemize. Number three, volunteers must keep documentation of the expenses, such as receipts, logging miles, etc. This is especially pertinent for expenses that are $250 or more. Then you actually are required to have official documentation. All right, number four, volunteers cannot claim expenses that the nonprofit already reimbursed them for. Remember the double dipping? Can't get paid for it twice. Number five, the expenses must be directly related volunteer work for the nonprofit. So if you aren't really doing any work for that nonprofit or it's not really directly related to what the nonprofit needs or is doing, then you can't write it off. And number six, the expenses do not extend to anyone else such as family members that accompany them on trips, right? This is just for the volunteer. All right, so how do you track all this volunteering stuff? 
Well, there are some great templates in the funding toolkit we're <laughs> talking about, right? You can check out the episode notes on the website. Also, you know what? I found this super cool app on TurboTax that can be used to track allowable volunteer items. Isn't that super cool? Anyways, I have the link on in the show notes too, number 41, guys, on the website. Well, there you go. All right, so once again, I am not a lawyer or a CPA, so please consult when it comes to your tax deductions, right? And I'm really sorry again for the mishap, but I'm so glad that it was caught. And now I am able to give you even more ideas on what is and what is not considered tax deductions for volunteers because we never really talked about that at all. So it was really cool. Um, yeah, I had a misslip there. Sorry, guys. And then, um, but I was able to really go in to say, well, what is tax deductible what could be considered to be for our volunteers to be able to get tax deductions it was really cool to say okay well let's look into this so definitely download the funding toolkit so you can access how to track volunteer hours for your nonprofits grant matching requirements as far as the tax deductions do consult with your lawyer or your CPA all right guys thanks so much and as always if you have any questions reach out to me I'm super happy and excited to respond to all of your questions and comments and it's just really really awesome and if you want any more information just check out grantwritingandfunding.com all right thanks guys I will see you next week bye-bye Thank you for listening to today's show. As always, please feel free to send me an email if you have any grant writing or funding questions to hollywego at gmail.com. If you enjoy listening to the grant writing and funding podcast, then I would love to ask you a favor. Please leave a review on iTunes or SoundCloud. Thanks again for listening and go get funded.